with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Cindy Gross Show, talk radio's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, Cindy Gross. the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. I am your host, Cindy Gross. I am proud to be Talk Radio's premier Jewish woman activist, and you don't have to be Jewish to be a part of the Cindy Gross family. We have a huge show tonight, and I'm going to have a very brief introduction because I'm sharing with you uh, two recent media appearances that I did and I wrote about in regard to education and Jews in the education system in New York and around the country. And of course, my ongoing lawsuit, which is so timely because so many of you are writing to me and reaching out to me about similar issues with the corrupt judicial system, with fighting uh, school boards, with being parents concerned about what's going on in classrooms. And of course, you're hearing the headlines, public school populations are dropping. And a big reason is because of the failures and the waste of money that we are involved in, that we've been involved in for two decades, but we're now taking action. And I'm telling you, this is not a Republican issue. This is not a New York issue. This is an American issue. This is a democratic issue, a progressive issue, an independent issue, a libertarian issue, a conservative issue, and a Republican issue. It's a Black issue, an Hispanic issue, a Jewish issue, an Italian issue, and an Asian issue. And ultimately, it's a global issue. If we don't strive for quality education to bring up independent and strong adults with good self-esteem and pride in themselves and in their abilities to try their hardest, then we as a country and a world are finished. Which brings me to why we are extending an invitation to a very wonderful guest tonight. We are gonna be learning about an online exercise program that anybody can do because we are so much more than just a one-issue show and we are so much more than just a one-topic show. So I want you to learn about how through the world of physical and mental, emotional, social education, activity, mental stability, mindfulness, we could all educate ourselves to be better people in just minutes every day. We have such a big show, and we're going to start with Naomi Wolf, who you've seen many times on Tucker Carlson tonight. So sit back and stay tuned. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. 
Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Joining us now is no stranger to any of you who watched Tucker Carlson tonight and have heard her on many radio interviews talk about her latest book called The Body of Others. And she's a CEO of Daily Clap, Naomi Wolf. Thank you for joining the Jewish Patriot. And I'm so excited to have you because so much about what you are talking about every day, there is another headline that relates to what you wrote about and what you've been talking about now for weeks. So congratulations on the bestseller and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I really appreciate it. So tell us a little bit, you talk about the new authoritarians, COVID-19 and the war against the human. And I just think that you know, everybody's talking about how this was really started in 2020. And I'm one of these people that believe through my work in the education system that this has been carefully planned for several decades and that it was just the perfect timing and the perfect storm for it to come together in March of 2020 when everything closed down in the United States. Yeah. Any so thoughts? It, 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 I think, you know, as more and more evidence emerges, I think you're right. Um, I'm sure you're right. Uh, and I'm eager to, you know, hear more about what you found, but it, you know, the argument of the book is that the last two years, the pandemic, um, whatever, you know, however extensive that was, and I've got a chapter called the unverifiable pandemic because a lot of the data, um, was hyped or tweaked or manipulated, but the last two years, the medical emergency provided a pretext for a handful of bad actors notably the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, China, the Chinese Communist Party, and a a bunch of big tech companies to essentially make war against human civilization and, and especially against the West, especially against America, and especially against American children. And that what they're doing under the guise of this medical uh, emergency is rolling out policies that really don't make sense medically. Um, For instance, the data are in, Cindy, that states that stayed open, like Florida, did about the same. States that are locked locked down, like uh, California or New York, where we both live. Um, And masking, you know, barely makes a difference in terms of transmitting infectious diseases. But what it does do is lowers children IQ points, an average of 21 points, as I'm sure you you know better than I, um, according to a Brown University study. And so if you look at the uh, the outcomes of the pandemic policies, you know, notably lockdowns that had never been done before in free Western societies and that kept small mom and pop businesses from being able to even stay afloat. What you see is a massive transfer of wealth to these big tech companies. You know, Amazon mopped up all the, you know, market share of all these little shops that were not allowed to stay open. Um, you know, Google, Microsoft, you know, education technology, distance learning, you know, on and on and on. The big tech companies are up 20 to 25% net revenue. But also you've got, you know, if you look at the policies that kept us from gathering in 
churches and synagogues to worship, you know, kept our children from going to in-person schooling with human fellow students and human teachers, policies that kept us from going to town halls in person or, you know, assembling to protest anything. Um, These, and and especially the masking that keeps us from talking to each other, communicating, uh, these did effectively serve to kind of dissolve human resilience, human strength. And my argument too is that tech companies are jealous of things that human beings can do. They can't replicate a smile or a conversation between people who are close friends or embracing or touching. So they've re-engineered our world um, pretty successfully in such ways to strip us of our freedoms, to aim at children, especially so the next generation will not even know what freedom feels like, and to prepare everyone to be an extension of what the World Economic Forum has made clear at once, a world that's more like China, in which we there's no more United States that is free. So I'm going to say you mentioned Bill Gates. You know, I was CRT before it was popular. I was a whistleblower. I have the longest running lawsuit against Randy Weingarten. And Bill Gates is one of the leaders of this global education and this brainwashing of pre-K through second grade, where the brain is actually developed and yet learning skills are actually uh, formed so that by the time you're in high school, of course, you, you, you know, your patterns are set for knowledge. So you're talking about the people that actually believed this for two decades. And when they heard COVID and shutdowns and entitlements, they grabbed it. And it's not COVID that's stopping everything now. It's this entitlement feeling that allows bail reform and crime People aren't afraid of the city because of COVID. They're afraid of the city because of crime. And I'm one of them. And I know. So no one wants to talk about that impact, how, you know, 20 years of getting away with this globalist, whether it was Common Core, however you called it, or uh, mayoral control and blue state, you know, Democrats being endorsed by the teachers unions who believe in this. It's Mm. been carefully planned and there's so much information on this so you're totally right but we have to ask you about some of the recent headlines that have related to your book and that really proves your book is so accurate in fact so the first one of course we have to talk about is anthony fauci getting covid multiple times you know multiple shots multiple boosters yeah He's telling us what to do. And then I saw, I had to tell you, I saw something interesting that he should be treated as someone over the age of 80. Uh, It was a great article. So it's very interesting. I read an article just today about how Fauci should be treated the way he wanted everybody else, push him into maybe a nursing home with other people with COVID or put him immediately on a ventilator or use on him the medicines that he deemed not qualified, but yet, you know, helped others. So it was very interesting about how people say that Mr. Leader of Hypocrisy should be treated the way he wanted all of us to be treated. Any thoughts on that? I mean, you're, you're, that's, that's almost a threat of violence, right? I mean, you know, these policies are so, so dangerous, you know, remdesivir, we've got um, a wonderful report. I mean, a scary report by Paul, Dr. Alexander and Dr. Cole um, 
pointing out that remdesivir is, you know, a lethal treatment in, in a lot of situations. Um, and it's the only treatment that, you know, older people are given when they go to the hospital. Um, and we're sending that out to, uh, to hospitals and their trustees, you know, with, with legal threats, because people are literally just, you know, hospitals are being given $39,000 for every deceased patient, and they're not giving them therapeutics. Well, you know, all of this, and then poor elderly people arrive, you know, laboring to breathe, they're put on a ventilator. And that, you know, there's like no escape from a ventilator and remdesivir. Um, And that, I think, arguably caused many, many, many deaths and still causes many, many deaths. Whereas therapeutics, uh, you know, as Dr. McCullough has proven, like, I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, but, you know, he's saved thousands of people uh, from bad outcomes with COVID by therapeutics. I mean, look, I don't want him to die. I want to make it clear. I'm not one of these people. I don't want any justices, you know, killed at their houses. I want them all to get along well. I believe in a two-party system. But, you know, should this man who pushed so much on all of us now go through some of the things now that he has COVID, and that's a great question to ask. Yeah, it's a gonna... great question, and and I I know that you I know that you're not wishing him ill. I recognize right. that. I I guess and neither are you. So no, and neither but... am I. It's 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 tempting <laughs> to think that he should be treated the way he treated others, but at these times, Cindy, I really kind of make myself try to make myself remember that God is just, and you know, it maybe it he'll rethink be... stuff now that he's you know part of it so who knows and then he's he could also turn around and say you see i took all this stuff and he can i didn't do it right Right. no it's it's a it's an alice in wonderland world where if you're well it's thanks to the vaccine and if you're sick it's thanks to the vaccine (laughs) so then i'm going to ask you a couple of other questions that have made news uh there was a congressman from new york mandia jones he is a progressive aoc uh type of congressman. And he took advantage of the COVID proxy to uh, vote from France while he was at a celebrity wedding. And he's probably not the only person. He just has to be a public person. And he's a person who supported Fauci and, and all the things that cause the problems right now. So my question to you is, where do we go with people like this besides calling them hypocrites? What can we actually do to stop this so that people aren't taking advantages because it's crippling our economy. It's crippling our social abilities to be with people. It's crippling small business. It's crippling our borders. Yeah. What should we do? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting, Cindy, I've seen, I've seen stories like this. I mean, here in California, where I happen to be, um, Gavin Newsom famously, you know, during the lockdowns, went to a dinner dirty unmasked at the French Laundry. Uh, French Laundry. I always called the Dirty Laundry because it was a picture that got him in so much trouble. That's really funny. Um, and and you know, we I've, we've seen these kinds of stories around the world, and I personally think it's messaging. I actually think it's intentional because at that level, you know people's media teams would tell them, you know, you're going to get in the press if you go to the celebrity wedding. And I think it's the World Economic Forum and, you know, whoever is in charge of this theater reminding us, training us to accept a world in which people are not treated the same, you know, in which these elites visibly flout the, uh, the rules for everyone else. I mean, all these images of like, 
um, aristocrats at cocktail parties in Britain and right. the servers are masked and the aristocrats are unmasked. Even in the supermarket, I feel so bad. I'm not wearing a mask and the people there are. Yeah, I, no, it's it's terrible. And it's I my argument, you know, in the bodies of others, and you touched on it about what it's doing to these lockdowns and these kind of undoing the rules, right? You know, in the bodies of others, I point out that these are very intentional um, policies to undermine the sense, especially of young people, that there are promises society will keep, that there's a social contract, that if you work hard, you know, other good things will follow, that you have to show up for your boss, you have to show up for your job, you have to show up for your kids or your your teacher, right? There's a section in the bodies of others that you might really uh, care about as an educator, where I talk about how suddenly um, all over the Western world, uh, A-levels in Britain were suspended, you know, entrance, ex- you know, qualifications at Harvard were suspended. Um, all of these important kind of benchmarks, you know, people tried at my old high school, um, public high school, Lowell High School in San Francisco, uh, which is uh, based on a selection criteria to do away with the, you know, selection criteria, just to open it up to everyone. And there was a revolt by the parents, right? Because it was a meaningful public education. This is a whole other discussion I could have with you because I know so much on this that you're probably not even aware about. I mean, all the mandated reporting, safety, blaming every, you know, school shooting on COVID. You know, this is a whole other discussion. I have all the documentation on. So you're going to come back just to talk about that. I'd like to. I'd like to, because what's happening to the kids is so clearly orchestrated. But you know, getting back to the messaging, what this all serves to reinforce, and I'm seeing its effect on young people already, is a reality in which they can't care about the future. They can't compete with the kids in China, who no doubt are not being told, none of it matters, don't bother doing your best, you know, and, and in which our economy really is sputtering to a halt. And I literally you know, as a as a CEO, I literally deal with it, the fallout of this every day, because you no longer as a boss can expect people to sit at a desk and do their job from nine right. till five with a lunch break, you know, and, and definitely productivity suffers. But um, there's there's no longer a culture of, no. you know, a post-industrial Western culture where you go to work and you make money. And and this is preparatory for the universal basic income, which I used to think was a good idea. But now I see it as yet another piece in this puzzle that you persuasively, I'm convinced, has been you know planned for decades in which we're being weaned away from you know, Western capitalism with all its flaws, it is a highly empowering system, you know, and Western civilization, Western culture, and being trained to put all of our dependency on, on the state well, and on the oligarchs. You, you brought up my next question in your last answer, which you are a CEO. Tell us a little bit about your business. Sure. It's a tech company called dailyclout.io. It's also a news company. And our mission is basically to explain democracy to people and make democracy easy to use. So we've got this wonderful legislative database of state and federal bills, which are socially shareable through social media. I'm very nerdy about this. And um, we've got a new uh, functionality, which is kind of a Facebook competitor where you can launch a campaign for anything you care about or run for office. Um, so that's my that's my company. And where can our audience find you and where can they buy the book? 
Oh, thank you. Well, you can go to dailycloud.io and there you can also see all the reports from the 3000 experts reading through the Pfizer documents. Really important, newsworthy. You got to tell your, your friends and family what they're finding. And you can buy the book at allseasonspress.com. You can buy it on barnesandnoble.com, alibris.com, bookshop.org, also on Daily Cloud. But if you try to buy it on Amazon, they might limit <laughs> how much you're allowed to buy their censorship being aimed at the bodies of others because it singles out these tech companies for and media for scrutiny. But please don't give up. <laughs> we don't give up yet. And I will uh, open it up to my audience that they can uh, buy the book through us. We will figure out a way how to get it out because let's face it, uh, there was so much to this. I mean, the stories now with the meat shortages, the tampon shortages, the popcorn shortages coming up, the olive oil shortage. This is all tied to it. And I still believe the root of this starts from the education system. It's because the developing of the brains of a young age, we have a generation of teachers. There were many good ones, but there were many not qualified for the positions and they're in it because of who they knew and what they are. And we can go into more than, and it is really having an impact on our country. And the world is watching us fall apart because we have, we're buying into this nonsense. They are not. At another time, Cindy, I'd love to hear more from you about what you know about the education system. And I also want you to explain to me why so many millions of dollars goes from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to K through 12 education. I don't oh, know. Oh, I could tell. Paying. Okay. We will talk about that. I, and I have someone else for you to talk about that who I work with. Okay, great. Well, you heard it here from Naomi Wolf. She's going to come back. You know that because you know she's going to discuss education with me. And we're going to go through all of what we just talked about. Plus, we're going to get updates with her because you see her all the time on television. And she wants to reach out to you because she is a patriot fighting for you. She is getting, she told you people are banning her. And we will not ban her. We will embrace the conversation. So thank you so much for joining the Jewish Patriot. Thank you so much, Cindy, for having me. I appreciate you. Thanks. Had enough yet? Do facts no longer matter? Are lies to be encouraged instead of punished? This is not our inheritance. If truth no longer matters, we will not remain free for long. This is our generation's challenge to defend our founders' hope that we the people could self-govern if we defend our right to get the facts. And right now, we're building the only defense a free people have, the facts, on every politician, every position they held, every statement they've made, every vote they've made, and any cash they've taken. It's the real history on those now pandering for your vote. There are hundreds of young people building our defense right now, and they need your help. We all have our passions, but as our ancestors knew, when events become so foul they threaten us all, we must stand and defend each other. Please, have our backs. Join us at votesmart.org. Joining us now is Billy Blanks Jr., and he is the founder of Home Field, and it is a website and a go-to place for exercise that all about inclusion, all ages, all abilities. I love this. I can't believe someone hasn't really come up with it before. His, his mission statement says it all. We create fun 
and meaningful experiences that inspire inclusion and build trust together. I think that is so important in a time of our lives where everything is so crazy and it's as simple as exercise at home or wherever you are. Billy, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, it is it is such an important time, you know, to create something with inclusion. And and real quick, I'm the president of the company. The founders, Daniel and Gage, um, their co-founders, um, they brought me in as the president of the company. And and I'm so honored to be a part of this company because it's life-changing. It's so unique. It's so different. And, and like you said, it has not been done. And I don't know why. It's This population has been left out, you know? Well, I will tell you that as a t- former teacher, including uh, children of all levels of abilities is something that's so stressed in education. Mm-hmm. But yet when it came to physical fitness, no one really discussed it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's because the instructors don't know what to do with them. And, and so what was so important for us with this site. So like you said, the site is for everybody. We wanted everybody type from somebody who has disabilities to a senior to, you know, absolutely everybody. Cause even in my, my dance out classes, it's a program I have called dance it out. Um, I originally started teaching and I was like, if I teach at an intermediate level and I give progressions for somebody who's maybe more basic and progressions for somebody who's more advanced, then everybody can be in one room working out. Um, and so that was one of the things we wanted to focus with with Homefield is to go, we're going to give classes that if somebody has any kind of disability or special ability, they can follow one of the people in this video. So you'll have some videos where I'm teaching and then on the side of me, somebody's teaching from a wheelchair. So you can follow whoever steps you want to follow. Um, we have some workouts that are done where there's a person sitting in a chair, somebody standing. You know, it's constantly, again, to say that everybody can work out because a lot of times people are left out or they're intimidated. And we didn't want that with this. We wanted everybody to feel like they can join in and to have a blast. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah. So for me, um, I've done fitness my whole life. My dad created Typo, one of the biggest fitness programs um, on the planet back in the 80s. Um, and that was kind of what inspired me. Um, I did that, but karate wasn't my favorite thing to do. And I always felt like, well, what can I create myself that is, you know, I dance was always my background. I, I love to dance. And so I was like, that, that utilizes dance and that people can get through an hour or 30 minutes of a workout and not realize they're working out, that they're having fun. So at the age of 16, I started creating different dance workouts until one of them stuck, which is danced out my program. That's now I was on Shark Tank. It's all around the world. Um, and, and that's one of the signature programs here at Homefield is it's, it's basically telling people, if you feel like you're not a dancer, I promise you, I can show you that you don't have to be a dancer to get a workout from dance. You can have fun. Um, and that's what I did. I created a dance workout that does that, you know, and, and, and Homefield made it one of their signature programs, which is great. So what is trending now in exercise? Uh, trending right now, it, first of all, it's just the fact that everybody, for COVID, everything was shut down. So everybody gained so much weight because they've not been working out. Um, and so what's trending now really is dance and, and obviously doing, you know, fun hip hop workouts because TikTok is such a big thing. Um, and believe it or not, everybody wants to do some kind of a TikTok video. So the program that I teach has all the different styles of dance. So you can do hip hop, you can do Broadway, you can do country line dance, you can do jazz. It's, it's mixed in. Um, and it's really easy to follow. Like I said, Mr. T is one of my students. Dr. Oz, I've taught him several times. Um, I, I really try to show everybody that 
don't be intimidated by dance. And home field, what's so great about home field is the platform has live classes weekly for people. Um, and those live classes vary from classes with me, with Gage. He does karate. He does um, different, different self-defense classes. There's boxing classes with Mike Tyson. There's live classes weekly. And then we have an archive that if you want to come on and you're like, this week I'm going to pick out, you know, five different workouts and put them together and make a workout. So you do a, a dance with me, a karate workout with Gage, and then a stretch with our yoga teacher. You can get your own varied workout on our site. So there's, again, live classes and an archive of classes there. So how many uh, options are there on the website? I, there's, I can even number them for you because there's so many. Because like I said, there's uh, wellness, there's mindfulness, there's karate, there's kickboxing, there's dance, there's like uh, ballroom dancing, um, there, there's even singing classes on there. So it's, it's, it's literally every form of fitness that you can think of. If you're like, well, hey, I want to try something different today. There's such a variety. And the most important thing is it's inclusive for everyone. So there's, there's not a person who can't do this. I have one video that I did with one of my favorite students. Her name is Hedda. She is 94 years old. And she does, yeah, it's so great. She does one, and we do one dancing standing up, and then we do one in a chair. And she's like, I don't need the chair. But she did the chair because she wants to show everybody you can do it either way, however you want to do it. And so um, so there's absolutely everything. I love the fact that you said there's a whole series on mindfulness because I'm finding that so many people are into, including myself, meditation and so many other uh, areas and arenas in my life, they're talking so much about mindfulness because yeah. we've, we've all gone off that track from COVID and are having a hard time getting back. I mean, yep. you're in New York City and I'm in New York City and with everything going on with the crime rates and, you know, we're using every excuse not to get back to normal or maybe <laughs> this is the new normal. I don't know. Yeah. You mentioned yeah, no. me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I was saying you're you're absolutely right. It it is something that it's it's gone off the rails and this is this moment where we all need to kind of center ourselves again. And and what I love about it is also for the special abilities population, sometimes for the parents that have kids with special needs, it's such a hard, it's a 24-hour thing for them. And so when you have a, a platform like ours where they can go, hey, we're gonna turn this on, we want you some mindfulness today, and to slow their minds down, it gives the parents a break. The parents can join in with the with their with their kids. You know what I mean? So it's again, there's so many different ways it helps for mindfulness. And so and it is important right now because it's one of the things we've kind of really put in the back burner because of COVID. And I have to ask you, what did the youngest ages the tapes go for? We talked about um, it, well, the older ones. We have to talk about the younger ones. Too. Oh, yeah. So we so our program is in a lot of actually um, middle schools and high schools across Connecticut. Um, uh, and we're partnering with some schools in New York. And, and they love the programs because, again, like I said, there's all different ones. So you can play one of my dance ones that's, that's more for the teen population, um, and, they, and they love those. And then there's also karate that's for them. So they genuinely love it. And what I love, too, is like we did a, an event in Bridgeport schools, and they brought together the special abilities population with the regular school population. And it was so cool because they supported one another. You know in schools they're not very supportive of one another in general no. um and especially if you're in the special needs population a lot of times they're left out and pushed to the side um and one thing that home field does it really brings people together whether you know they act as ambassadors and help them get through the workout or they support them during it 
Um, and that was one of the really cool things. We did an event for one of the Bridgeport schools and I brought this kid um, in a wheelchair to the middle of the circle. I call it my unification circle. I just have everybody support one another. And he was in the center and they were cheering him on and I could see the joy in him because he was like, oh, they're supporting me. They're not making fun of me. You know what I mean? And so they absolutely love the dance workouts. The young people love all the dance stuff. <laughs> and you mentioned to me before we started taping that uh, you've had some involvement with the Special Olympics. Yes, absolutely. Special Olympics is one of our partners um, because Special Olympics is known for having like one event. They don't real people don't realize that it actually is ongoing throughout the year. And so we're partnering with them so that people can see that they have stuff that they do throughout the year and they want people to join on our site so that they have activity that they can do when it's not just their one event that they have. Um, a lot of times, again, like for Special Olympics, it's, it's I got to get to that, that competition, but what happens in between? And so Homefield is there as a 24-7 platform that anytime you want something to do, you can go on. There's inspirational videos there's lessons that you can learn. There's everything on there. So that way they're constantly feeling like they have something for them. Well, Billy Blanks Jr., please tell us where we can find uh, the website and uh, more information about you if anybody has any questions. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at danceout.com. But most importantly, go to homefield.fit. Homefield.fit is where you find the platform. Right now, there's a free 10-day experience. So you can just try it out, see if you like it. Um, and like I said, there's live classes and, and then the archive of classes that you can do. And what's cool about the live classes is normally when you do Zoom, you can see the instructor, but you can also see a million other cameras of who else is doing it. On this one, it's specific to you. So basically the instructor can see all of the students, but you only see the instructor. And the instructor talks to you and says, hey, raise that arm higher and, and talk directly to you. So it That's feels great. like a private lesson, which is really that cool. That sounds great. That's one of the reasons I don't love Zoom because I just feel like it's, it's so impersonal. So that's really yeah. revolutionary. Yeah. So come back again anytime you want with updates and let us know what is going on in the trends of inclusion exercise. Billy Blanks Jr., thank you so much for joining the Jewish Patriot. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. <laughs> thank you. Hello and welcome. This is Dan Perkins. I'm the executive producer and co-founder of Blacks and Whites. And uh, we're, we're bringing Cindy's and her syndicated show to our network. She's on Sundays at 5 p.m., and on Tuesday evenings at 9.30, uh, we decided we'd try to attract two different audiences with her. Um, she has quite a reputation, and we're looking forward to the content that she's going to be able to give to you, our listeners, and her listeners, uh, on her Jewish Patriot uh, show. So welcome aboard. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to sharing headlines and trends from the Jewish world to the non-Jewish audience and vice versa as Talk Radio's premier Jewish women activist. And where can our listeners find it in case they miss it so they could stream it anytime? They could go to blacksandwhites.us and under the show menu, there's a drop-down menu, and there'll be your name. and It'll take you to a landing page on our website where they can hear your show and also read other things about what's going on in Cindy's life. Thank you so much for joining us, Dan. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll look forward to having you on the network. Great. Thank you.
Okay. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you. Check out thebuffshow.com for show information. Watch the full videos and see past interviews. One of our past interviews is back with some breaking news. Cindy Rose is back with us, host of the Jewish Patriot Real Talk 93.3 chair, Jewish Vote GOP, author Rubber Room Romance, and also a great campaign manager for America First candidate. Cindy, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Thank you so much for having me back. And I hear we're talking breaking news. Yeah, we got some breaking news that you've uh, uncovered some really insane documents. I want to get into this, but next week, Rabbi uh, Yakov Menken's going to be on the show to talk about how the left is changing Jewish values. So I, I want you everybody to check that out too. But uh, Cindy, I tell you what. Very good leader for America first values and issues. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. I thought you might want to hear about that, so that's good. You sent over some documents here about some things that are happening in our schools, and we talk about the schools a lot, but, Cindy, it goes much deeper than that. I'm just going to turn the floor over to you and dive into this. So, you know, with everything that went on in Texas, and, of course, they're bringing up Sandy Hook, everybody, of course, wants to blame gun owners, And of course, parents are now considered domestic terrorists. But the reality is the biggest problem is through the teachers unions, because there are laws that are through school contracts, state and federal laws regarding mandated reporting. And too many administrators, teachers, guidance counselors deliberately ignore and do not uh, help students with mental issues. And a lot of those students have been in school systems now for two decades. I am in the longest running lawsuit against the New York City Department of Education. And in my lawsuit, there was an illegal termination retaliation where the Department of Education paid for transcripts. And I shared with you some of the transcripts where the administrators admitted that they did not report safety issues. They hid weapons. And I'm not just talking guns. You know, they keep talking guns as weapons. Knives are used, toy guns, pencils, you name it. They break glass doors to take off glass and threaten people. You name it, it goes on. And guidance counselors, Principals and teachers are supposed to, and they're required by law to fill out paperwork and follow up with investigations. Then you have the paper trail through the Children's uh, Protective Services. Well, they're not getting accurate stories and information and documentation from the administrators and teachers at schools. How could they do their work? And it goes to the mayor's office in New York City because the mayor has mayoral control and the Office of Investigations. So how could their investigations be accurate if this is deliberately done? And the teachers' unions encourage this because teachers' jobs are at stake, funding for schools is at stake, and um, monies that they get through JCOPE to endorse Democratic uh teachers and have influence in local, state, and federal governments is all tied to good school grades and hiding violence and mental illness. 
So I'm reading through this deposition that you sent over. I mean, we got the Boy Scouts here. We got kissing little girls in here. We got all kinds of I don't knows, too. I don't know what this is about. I don't know. What was going on in this situation? Well, we had a principal who was arrested for stealing money from HUD, the housing authority. Where else but in a Democratic-run system would a person get arrested for stealing money and admitting and pleading guilty uh, in one area of government and get back a job in another area of government and have issues with lawsuits and uh, other issues brought up by parents calling 311, go through her tenure, retire with a six-figure uh, retirement and benefits, only through corrupt, progressive systems like this. And it ties into their illegal evaluation systems because evaluating teachers, schools, I mean, even parents all tie into hiding the fact that there was so much weapons, bullying, threats, all through schools, starting in pre-K. Pre-K. That's what one of these depositions was about, pre-kindergarten. I mean, this goes way beyond what we usually talk about with the masks and CRT and stuff like that. So the root of the problem is the reporting system that's in place. Is that correct? Well, that's one of it. Well, there is no punishment for people. They're supposed to. In New York State, there is Social Services Law 401.B that's not discussed enough, that every person who has knowledge of a student must be part of a report to uh, ACS, but they also have to be part of an ORS safety report. And those safety reports go through the NYPD. And what's going on in New York goes on in every system in the country. That's why you have Chicago the way it is and L.A. the way it is and up Baltimore. I mean, you've heard many people in Baltimore complain about what's going on. It's all tied to, you know, don't talk, don't see, don't tell. You know, that that's saying it's easier. And unfortunately, you have now situations where children feel they get away with these things all their years so that they're 15, they're 18, and they can, you know, steal guns, uh, threaten people, steal. I mean, we have the extremes in the school situations, but every single day in the news, we have those same youths going into uh, stores and stealing, uh, randomly hitting people in the subway system, on the streets in supermarkets. I mean, you can't even go into a drugstore in New York City without um, having uh, every single product protected by plastic with guards. So little criminals becoming big criminals. And then you have the DAs across the country that are being recalled in big numbers, by the way. (laughs) People are fed up, but they're getting away with it from pre-K on to adulthood. They're getting away with it now. And this goes back to the home too, Cindy. I noticed in your lot, a lot of your testimony here in these depositions, these kids have problems at homes, but they're not being addressed. And so it's just all the way around bad for somebody who doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong, the difference between what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. Actually, in my case, 
we were just reviewing the depositions again, and we found at least two parents that actually testified because they've had issues, three of them actually, issues in their home, open ACS cases, things that the school knew about, and they worked together with the principal, assistant principal, and guidance counselors to hide everything. It's in testimony. Then when I had my illegal termination is retaliation, also what's illegal is the principal's gave up my confidentiality to these people. They threatened my life in a couple of situations. And they worked together, tampering with evidence, writing up statements that they showed evidence that contradicted their own testimony. The principal and the system principal couldn't even give the same story. They both contradicted each other. And then parents contradicted them and exposed everything. These parents worked together with corrupt administrations to make sure that they could have what they want at the expense of everybody else in the school community. That's amazing. I mean, it's just crazy. They're working together to make their kids more corrupt. Their own kids, their flesh and blood. And even the right-wing media doesn't really want to cover this. They want to cover all the parents that are getting up today. But they don't cover it enough from a teacher's side, from the inside. They don't cover back what's going on for decades. It's not new news. It's very old news. It's just the fact that even as we're speaking, there are articles coming out about how in New York City, the school uh, attendance is dwindling and people starting to wake up. Parents that are minority and Democrats are calling me now. Really? I have facts here correct but not enough people really want to discuss it actually the person who wanted to discuss it in 2015 was candidate president donald trump he was the first one to actually bring up in his agenda to either diminish or eliminate the federal department of education however betsy devos we know (laughs) not somebody who worked with the president And I have a feeling when 47 happens and he comes back, because it seems to be that the people want him to run and now independents want him to run when they see seven and eight dollar gas a gallon. So I think this is going to be a top priority. And I would love to be a part of it because I think this is so important. People don't realize how first and second grade where the brain is really forming and grabbing onto information, by the time people get to high school and college, their patterns are set in life. Yeah. There, there, a lot of this testimony and this information that you sent me, sent me is in the development years of a child. These are the right. development years, and that's the problem here. But I do know one show that covers this stuff, the Matt Buff Show. We cover it. And we're happy that you do. And, <laughs> that, and I thank you because... You are a warrior. Well, thank you, Cindy. Same to you. And everybody check her out on Twitter at Cindy's Corner. Host the Jewish Patriot Real Talk 93.3 chair. Jewish Vote GOP author Rubber Room Romance. Everybody check that out. And the campaign manager for America First Candidates who are coming on the Buff Show very soon as we heat up for um, midterms and stuff like that. Cindy, keep up the great fight, because if we don't get to the true root of the problem and change some of these processes and systems, it's just going to continue to be bad. 
Thank you so much. Okay, sounds good. Wow. Just crazy information going on in the schools. We'll be back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. The future of U.S. education and the Jews. Jews have the power and influence to make positive changes in education that extend to other communities in a positive way. Op-ed. It is the best of times, and it is the worst of times. Jews across America have options of education on all academic levels. It is also facing a risk of government involvement in curricula for some, expensive for many, and the center of anti-Semitism for most. Donald Trump was right in 2015, as a candidate running against 16 Republicans, when he offered a solution to the high cost and low return of education in America. He ran with the hopes of diminishing or eliminating the federal level of the Department of Education. Teachers' unions, other school unions and progressive Democrats fought it. Then-Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos had her own agenda. And then came COVID. Parents became education partners reminiscent of the days of PTAs, parent-teacher associations. A new administration was elected with a new agenda. A Jewish attorney general embarrassingly and infuriatingly called parents domestic terrorists and whistleblower teachers were facing illegal terminations. Media from every angle is making money off of an education system promoting the denial of the Holocaust, skewing the history of European and Middle Eastern Jewish history and pushing violence and destruction of Israel. Every day, headlines scream education controversies affecting Jewish students, staff and taxpayers. Children and adults participating in public, private and homeschool education environments are all suffering as a result. Recent headlines talk about, and then there are, we are involved in all of it. It's our tax dollars that pay for it, regardless of whether we are parents of 10 children or have no students involved. Jews are front and center in every conversation. We can make the difference in future education decisions for everyone. People from the left like Deborah Lipstadt and Randy Weingarten have to come to the table with people like Morton Klein and Rabbi Arye Spiro and elected officials on education committees and fight for quality education for all highlighting important Jewish accomplishments and thousands of years of survival. But that will never happen. And I am not being cynical, just realistic. I have multiple emails from Weingarten basically calling me a pest for exposing weapons, mental illnesses, inaccurate facts within curriculum and state and federal laws routinely ignored and broken. I faced retaliation and harassment. I still do. Maybe if someone had listened, so many of those students of a decade ago wouldn't be part of a generation of entitlement and anger. What to do? Getting involved in school boards is just a start. Remember that school boards involve all community members and act like a team player. There is more. It's an election year. Start to question every single person running for office. Research every incumbent's voting records. Ignore social media words and press conferences and target information onto their actions. If they really care about education, they actually voted for it. Vocal matters count.
Jewish Assemblywoman Stacey Pfeffer a motto of southeastern Queens, including the religious areas of Far Rockaway, is a UFT member, in addition to being an elected official. She represents public schools filled with scandals and yeshivas fighting standardized lesson plans. Jewish staff and both are fighting for the survival of their careers. Her mother is the former Assemblywoman and current Queens County Clerk, Audrey Pfeffer. Here is a conflict of interest not many know about. But, if it happened to me, it could happen to you. Audrey Pfeffer signed off on my case of an Article 75. Anyone who works in law, or any participant in a lawsuit knows that the courts crawl slower than turtles. Can anyone legitimately believe and prove that Pfeffer actually read thousands of pages in one case during the two weeks of Christmas holiday vacation and not see the laws broken of perjury and evidence tampering when common-sense legal novices pointed it out almost immediately? Everything I reported as a whistleblower came true within months of her decision. Elected officials were arrested tied to my case for helping the school I worked in get away with hiding weapons, hitting children, not fulfilling required guidance and mandated services, teaching discrimination and questioning money being used for everything but what it was budgeted for. Pfeffer had a personal conflict of interest. She should have removed herself from this and every case involving the teachers' union that endorsed her and her daughter for decades. Think about Pfeffer Amato's ties to the public school controversies when going to the polls. Has she really spoken out against BDS in school assignments? I bet there are others across the country on all levels of government that help promote education failure. The fact that both of these women are Jewish doesn't help our reputation as honest or caring for all. They are part of the education problem, not the solution. Let me be clear. I am not suggesting any harm or any riots by their homes. I'm suggesting using your power by voting. I am suggesting writing letters to editors, especially to Jewish media outlets. I can't believe that in my lifetime I watched New York, the center of American Jewish pride become New York, center of anti-Semitism and disgust by the ineffectiveness of both parties to fight anti-Semitism in our classrooms. It has made walking our streets, attending Jewish community centers and kosher restaurants, unsafe. It's time for all Jews to step up to the plate and play ball as if it's the bottom of the ninth inning where everyone will be out and the game will be over. Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist syndicated through Real Talk Radio and the Black and White Network. The show streams through iHeart, Spotify and Jewish Podcasts. She is the chair of Jewish Vote GOP and a Jewish advisor for many 2022 candidates. She can be reached through jewishvotecounts at gmail.com. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on the Jewish Patriot Show.